<laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. We back yet again, man. Another episode of Verbal Cardio. Pull up, man. Tune in. I got the Instagram live on right now. If you want to get in on these live podcasts, these movie nights, live daddy issues, live verbal cardio, movie nights, music nights, game nights, join my Patreon. You want to get early access on like merch or, you know what I'm saying, tickets to shows, join my Patreon. Go to my uh, go to my bio on Instagram. Click the link in my bio. Pull on up. Shout out to Barry Key, who's coming to the Thursday show in Detroit. I appreciate you. Shout out to my patron saints that are already in the Patreon. They're already out here, man. Shout out to AJ, Jay Edwards, uh, Sharon McDee, Geraldine, Miss Smiley, uh, Kesha Clark, uh, Emilio Music Group, Dawn Foster, Afro, Coco Puff, Passionate for God, Savance X, Sean Ville, Slorita, Shantae to Save, uh, Eric Payne, Miss Re Renee, Brother L, LBC Rondo, Salem, Jamal B, uh, Talee Heat, Chuck in the Wild, Hey Scotty. Who else up in here, man? Harry Elam, uh, Miss Ma'am, Miranda Cummings, Kobe McGuire. You know what I'm talking about? Rex Bennett. Seal, Ogletree, you know what I'm talking about, you feel me? Tony Ant, Michael Hamilton, DJ Travels, Alice, Styler, KC. Man, I appreciate y'all, man. Thanks for pulling up, being loyal to the soil, you know what I'm saying? Ernest Doyle, Eric Morning, Franz, Allison, Jess Case, or Cass, my bad, Joseph, Dwayne T, man, come on, man. Come on, y'all. Listen, uh, we back. Verbal cardio, man. We talking. Post, post Juneteenth, post Father's Day episode, man. Um, we're not gonna do a paranormal episode this episode, but we bringing the paranormal episodes back because my patron saints have been have been bringing in dope ass paranormal stories, man. Um, shout out to my co-host Water. Make sure y'all drinking this. Make sure y'all getting in on this lovely feature of humanity and life on this planet. Water is the ultimate sidekick, the ultimate partner, the ultimate landlord, the ultimate everything you've ever needed is up in here. You know what I'm saying? There's still some more stuff that you might need, but this right here is the essence of everything you'll ever need. So make sure you're drinking enough water, man. Water, water is the reason for the seasons every time. I'm talking about you feel me. What's y'all favorite season? What's y'all favorite season? What's your least favorite season? You know what I'm saying? My favorite season is fall. My least favorite season is coming up tomorrow. Summer. Summer starts tomorrow. And that's my least favorite season. It's too hot, man. You can't fight the heat. You got to take it. Yeah, you can go up in some AC. Imagine. Imagine life. With no AC. Imagine that. You ain't got no air conditioner nowhere. In your car, the AC is out. At work, the AC is out. At home, the AC is out. Imagine living your life like that. Now, winter, winter will kill you. Winter will winter can literally kill you. I mean, some people die in the in the summertime, heat strokes. They be out here passing out, they be face down on the hot soil. But wintertime can literally kill you if it gets cold enough. You can be frozen solid. Frozen solid. So I get I get if winter is not your thing, but summer is just not my thing. And depending on where you are, the winters are not that bad. Wintertime in the South, wintertime in Cali, it's survivable. You can survive. You can do this. Now, if you're in the Midwest, you're in the North, forget about it. You're dead. You're Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining. You're out of here. You're in the Ice Age. You're in Ceno Man or Woman. You know I'm talking about? You feel me? Fall is my favorite. Fall is my favorite. That's my favorite. The leaves on the ground, the cloudy days, the, the, the coolness. 
It's a vibe in autumn, man. Autumn, those leaves changing color, beautiful. It's a beautiful duet of just visual beauty. And, like, you can bring out your nice coat and your nice your nice wardrobe. And, you know what I'm saying? You're not sweaty all the goddamn time. Fall is my jam, a.k.a. autumn. Here's the thing. Here, here's what makes fall so dope. Fall has an alias. Fall has two names. That's how dope it is, man. Fall, no, call me Autumn today. That's the only season with two names. I mean, summer got another name, Hell. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? But some women love summertime. You know what I'm saying? They want to be out here. They want to be beach bums. They want to be out here ass and titties glistening. I get it. You know what I'm saying? You want to you want to have fun in the sun. You want to feel the glow. But, man, you can take the glow and shove it up your ass. I'm not a fan of hot. I'm not a fan of hot, hot. I don't like being sweaty. I don't like feeling musty. I don't like feeling crusty and wet. I don't like for my clothes to feel like I got to wash them immediately. I just bought this shirt. Why is it a wet mess? That's why I like fall, man. I can get in my shirt and it still feel fresh. Even though I wore it all day, I'm not a sweaty mess. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me. One got to go. Winter, spring, summer, fall, summer's out of here, man. That's my one got to go right there. Patron Saints, don't forget your this or that questions for the end of the episode. Do not forget your this or that questions for the end of the episode, man. We're going to do it. We're going to do it right. Father's Day, man. How was it for you? Father's Day was tough for your boy. Father's Day kicked my ass emotionally kicked me down the steps i was holding groceries father's day kicked me down the steps wholesale my feet kicked up and everything all the all the groceries flew up the the, the lettuce and the kale the spill, spilled forth i had a box of cereal that just busted open everything was all over the place by the time i got to the bottom of the steps father's day did a number on you boy um so it was rough first half of the day was cool that second half i was just i was waves mcgee I was getting my ass kicked. It's tough. But I still, you know, I love being a dad. You know what I'm saying? His sincere up. He's up in San Francisco. And, you know, called called my pops for the first time in a while. And I was like, all right, man. So, you know what I'm talking about? It, it, it was it was a day. But I want to say this, and this is why I brought up Father's Day. I didn't know it was an issue to some people out there to wish another man happy Father's Day. I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know some of you saw issue in that. Like, you ain't supposed to wish another man happy Father's Day. Who, what rule is this? Y'all was really in the comments section with your nipples out, your whole titties out, saying, if that's not your dad, you don't wish another man happy Father's Day. Is this a thing? Is this something that's been going on? I didn't know this was a rule. I'm just like, yo, Wait, who raised y'all? Did y'all have fathers? Like, so how I found this out. So I wish my ex-wife's husband a happy Father's Day because, you know, he has kids of his own. So I was like, yo, man, happy Father's Day. He replied in the text like, yo, happy birthday, Tone. And I was like, <laughs> I laughed because here's why I laughed too initially, because when I was texting him, I almost said happy birthday. His name is Tony as well. For those of y'all that don't know, so my ex-wife's new husband, his name is also Anthony. We, Me and him got the same first and middle name. We got the same first and middle name. And he is also bald. <laughs> but apparently she got a type. But me and him are cool, man. And so... I was like, yo, happy happy Father's Day. I almost said happy birthday, but I, I caught myself. Tone didn't catch itself. He was like, happy birthday, Tone. <laughs> it was warm. Like, it was a warm phone. He was like, happy birthday, Tone. And I was like, uh, and I posted it. I posted that. And then dudes in the comment section was like, yo, man. Nah, we, why you wishing another man happy Father's Day, man? You know what I'm saying? We, we don't do this, man. No, he's sunning you, man. He He's sunning. I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Who hurt y'all? Who? I want to know who hurt y'all. 
to where that that post, me posting that text, and me extending a happy Father's Day to my my ex wife's current husband, that triggered you to be like, nah, couldn't be me. Like, what type of relationships have y'all had to where you can't be you can't be cool with your ex's significant other? Like, why not? If it ain't no beef, if it wasn't no crazy, dramatic, toxic, trauma-filled relationship where it was like infidelity and just like trifling-ass shit going on, why can't some of y'all fathom being cool with your ex and your ex's current situation, especially when when kids are involved? Like, how? what... What happened to you that 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 fucked y'all up so thoroughly that you can't even fathom the existence of coolness and and, and mutual respect and communication and like what what happened? What's your origin story to where you can't you can't fathom this? I want to know because the comment section was going off. I was just like, yo, y'all really out here messed up in the game. I'm not the type of person when we break up. You're not automatically dead to me. That's silly to me. I know a lot of people with that mindset. That's not the mindset that I possess. If it, if there wasn't physical and verbal abuse, if there wasn't infidelity, if there wasn't like, because I because I know some relationships can really put you through the ringer and like you really you really see a side of the person where this person is not a good person and you don't want them in your life. That's fine. I'm not talking about those situations. Like if you if you've had terrible relationship with somebody and you would rather just not even acknowledge their existence because you've been through so much. That's fair. Do whatever you got to do to get you through the day. But not every breakup warrants that type of mindset. To where everybody that you you quit talking to that you're no longer with they're dead to you like i i don't I don't prescribe to that, you know what I'm saying because I feel like a key component to every romantic relationship is friendship. I feel like you should have a, a friendship with who you're with, you know what I'm saying, and I'm gonna cut right right here right now I'm gonna cut this live feed off in the Instagram. If y'all want to see the rest of this, join my Patreon. Click the link in my bio on my IG, join my Patreon. If not, you're going to have to wait till this episode comes out tomorrow. You're going to have to wait till the episode comes out tomorrow if you want to see the rest of this. Because I'm cutting the camera I'm cutting the camera off. Y'all in here on the free. You're in here on the free. I want y'all to join the Patreon, man. Get in on this. We be having a great time. We be having a great time. You missing out. The movie nights, we be bonding, we be building, we be having a good time. Get in on this. So I'm gonna cut it off right, right when it was getting juicy to some of y'all. Right when it was getting juicy, I'm cutting the camera off, and y'all just gonna have to take it. Unless you join the Patreon, man. You no, know I'm talking about you. Feel me? Boom. All right. So yeah, like. That's not how I roll, like, you know what I'm saying? And again, again, I'm not talking about those super toxic, traumatic, violent, emotional distress, mental distress relationships. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where y'all just either grew apart or, you know what I'm saying, things weren't working out. You just didn't mesh, whatever the case may be, where it's not this whole tumultuous breakup and even 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 some of the lighter you know break, breakups are heavy even if y'all are still cool and there is a friendship you need that cooling period to cool cool down and and, and recenter yourself and heal and do all that but that automatic you're dead to me especially when you have kids now when, when you break up and you don't have kids you kind of really don't need to keep in touch like it's not mandatory but when you have children together that comes with the territory and so it would benefit you. It would benefit you greatly if you do have a good relationship with your exes when you have children, when you have kids involved, even if they're older, whatever, because you still you're still a team. That doesn't change. You still you still a team. You still got to work together to raise these other humans that y'all created. So it's like it benefits everybody involved to have that good relationship. 
And my question is, who tore y'all up? Who ruined it for y'all? Who made it to where you can't fathom good relationships between exes where you can't even you can't even wrap your head around you can't even wrap your head around wishing the the new spouse of your ex a happy father's day or a happy birthday or happy anniversary or whatever the case may be where you can't even fathom just that little that little courtesy that little that little outreach and communication and, and well wishes you can't even fathom that like what happened who tore your ass cheeks loose so much that you can't even, you be like, man, I, I, man, I applaud you, man. I mean, I'm not doing anything miraculous. I'm not doing anything miraculous as far as I'm concerned. I'm just doing regular shit, regular, respectful, cool shit. That's how I look at it. It's just... And, you know, a lot of people ask me, like, you know, how did you get to the point where you're cool with your 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 ex-wife's husband? I was like, because the second I met him, I extended good energy. I was like, yo, man, what's up, man? Tone, you know what I'm saying? I talked to him. I, I, I opened myself up to him because I was like, yo, I look at my ex-wife. She's a good judge of character, you know, and so... They are, you know, he was already introduced to the Baker Boys. So it was like, yo, let me extend my energy as well. Let me get in on this. Let me get in. I mean, we watching you. We watching you. We gotta, we gotta make sure you on the up and up, you know. But other than that, I'm, I'm still coming with the energy. I'm not coming with the oh, hey, man. You know what I'm saying? Who this is, right? Nah, man. Come on. So it, it was just an eye opener in the comment section. I was like, yo, a lot of y'all just, y'all just out here, man. And I like being cool with people. I like being cool. Me and Sabrina broke up. We cool. We still cool. We still talk all the time. Because I care about, I, even though me and Sabrina broke up, I care about her life, her existence, her, I just want to make sure she's good. I talk to her. I'll be like, what you eat? We be talking all the time. So it's like, I consider her a friend, you know what I mean? And and she was with me during Ground Zero. And, you know, a lot of people be trying to, a lot of people be trying to stir up the mess. She was on the Joe Budden podcast. And she was mentioning how she was, you know, she was handy around the house. She did decorating in the house. She put some stuff up in the house, which she did. So now, you know, certain people in the comment section are like, yo, Tone, Tone ain't handy. He unhandy, you know what I'm saying? And it's like, they flipped the narrative and instead of, highlighting the props that she did give me they want to highlight yo she said tony ain't handy around the house and i'm just like bro that's all you that's all you that's all you took from that all the other stuff she said about me on on the good and it's not that he, it's not that he, she she didn't even say anything bad about me she was just like yo i did stuff around the house which she did she never said tony can't do nothing around the house she never said that Tony ain't never did nothing around the house. She never said that. People create their own little narratives and run with it in the comment section. And it's like, bro, this is what we doing? So, you know, and when, and when Sabrina made that, that Father's Day video, she crafted a beautiful Father's Day video. She made it look like me and the Baker Boys had a Netflix show. I was just like, now, it folded me up. It folded me up like fresh laundry. I was Folgers crystals. It was it was a beautiful video that she crafted. I was like, man, come on, man. I was done. Done. You hear me? Finished. Kaput. I was face down. It was beautiful. And she kept apologizing. She was like, I didn't mean to make you sad, but it was just sentimental, man. I love y'all, man. So it's like, and I was like, listen. What you created in this video was beautiful. It, it was absolute wonderful. I was like, stop apologizing. I'm going to get emotional. It's called love, though. It's, it's just love coming out of me. When I cry over my son, that it's just all love. It means that the love is there. I miss him. That's all it is. I'm, I'm never in a point where I, don't, I feel like I can't talk about my son. Like, I never wanted to get to a point where, don't talk about Tony's son, don't bring up his son, where I can't even bring, nah, I'm going to be talking about him and them and my boys, and, like, I talk I talk about them all the time, and it's fine. Even if I cry, it's fine. You know what I'm saying? I embrace the sadness because I miss them. It's love. 
It's all rooted in love. So, so when she she was like, I'm sorry I made everybody cry, I was like, stop apologizing. And I told her, I told her, I was like, because she apologized again the next day. I was like, yo, stop apologizing because you think Steven Spielberg apologizes for The Color Purple when he directed it and it makes people cry? You think he apologizes for that? You think Steven Spielberg apologizes for Schindler's List and the emotions that that movie brings out? He doesn't apologize for that. Those, those are... Those are beautiful pictures. Those are beautiful movies that people gravitate towards and feel something from. And he ain't apologizing for it. He's like, I'm sorry. No, man. It's art. It's beautiful. And what she crafted with that that Netflix Father's Day punk, that was beautiful right there. I'm like, you better not apologize another time. Because it it was just wonderful. And so, you know, but that's all part of the, that's all part of, you know, being cool and like you know being out here and being open and being you know and i get it i get it not everybody can have this type of relationship with their ex i understand that 100 percent. but also fathom and wrap your head around that it could be good on the other side that you can have a good relationship with your ex these these relationships do exist they can exist they out here and that could be your story too. Just just open your mind up. Open your mind up. So I just wanted to share that because I was just in the comment section. I was like, yo, y'all wild as hell. I need I need these origin stories. But some people are just that way. And some people can't even date people that are still cool with their exes. They can't even fathom you still being cool with your ex to where you're you're insecure because it's like, yo. If you still cool with your ex, do you still have feelings for them? You still want to be with them? What's going on here? Why y'all cool? Why y'all break up then? Why y'all break up then if you still cool? Why even break up if y'all still out here on the cool? Because apparently there was a, there was a friendship somewhere buried buried in the romance. Because people think relationships are just all romance. That's the end-all, be-all of the relationship. Romance, passion, sex. But at the core of a relationship, you got to have some friendship up in there. you got to have some friendship and some genuine care for that person outside of the romance. Because romance is going to fade. Romance is going to ebb and flow. Romance is going to be up. It's going to be down. You're going to be looking at them. You're going to be like, man, I ain't feeling you right now. That's going to happen in terms of like romance, passion, whatever you want to call it. But at the core of it, you got to have that good, solid friendship. And sometimes, sometimes the friendship outweighs everything else. And you'd be like, you know what? We better as friends. We might not work as a, as a couple in that regard, but we better as friends. Like. When I, when I, when I start dating again. And I had these conversations. When I hear women say, when I hear women compliment their exes, I don't get insecure. I'll be like, okay. That's not a red flag for me. That's actually appealing to me. Like, you'd be like, you know what? My ex was a great guy, actually. And I was like, okay. I like that. I like to see that. When they automatically be like, my ex is dead to me. I can't stand him. Even even ladies, when you when you talking to a guy and every ex that he ever dealt with, she crazy. She crazy. Nah, man, I don't fuck with her like that, man. She crazy. You be like, that doesn't that doesn't comfort me. It doesn't give me automatic comfort. Like, yeah, you better cut them out your life. I'd be like, why? I'd be like, why? Why is it? Why is this your mindset towards that person? And are you always like this? Could this be me next? To where I, I'm on the on the on the chopping block. You know what I'm saying? So, I like it when, you know, women are like, you know what, my ex is a good guy, or he's a good father, or he's you know this or that, and I'd be like, all right. That's what's up, man. I like that's that's appealing to me that they can have that type of mature mindset to where they don't have to run around bashing their ex. You know what I'm saying? So 
wrap your head around quality relationships like that. And don't shit on people that do have good relationships with their ex-spouses and with their new husbands and with their, whatever the case may be, new wives or whatever. When people show that, yo, I got a good vibe with my ex and their new one. Don't be in the comment section shitting on that. Don't be in there coming with your little half-baked theories and your insecurities breathing through your fingers on the keyboard. You know what I'm saying? Your origin story fucked you up. But that's not everybody's story. So just be just be mindful of what you say. Um, let me ask y'all this. Let me ask you this. Let's say you're in a marriage. You've been married for some years now. And your your significant other starts acting out of character. They start, you know, uh, they, they become distant. They become, you know, they're kind of missing in action for a while. Like you can't really, you can't really find where they were at. Like, how was your day? And you like, oh, you know, this, this, that, and the third. And then you start to have feelings of mistrust and, they start going to places and they're unaccounted for, and then they come home and act like it's all good. And then, but normally they weren't they weren't acting like that, right? And then, just strange behaviors, strange disappearances. And then when you confront them on it, you know they got all the answers. It's quick rapping answers. It's just like, hmm, you're not really buying the answers. You don't really trust it. They talking fast. You know, and you're just like, hmm, something is off. But something keeps telling you that something is off. You find out that they were keeping a health secret from you. You find out what it is. It's a crucial health, you know, crisis. Doesn't that, that affects you physically, but emotionally, you're all in. You're like, oh, damn, that's what was going on. But even when they find that out, when you find that out, they're still acting weird. They're still dipping out. They're still unaccounted for. They're still lying. You still just, something's off. How do you react? You've asked them, why, why are you acting this way? What's, what's really going on with you? They come with the lies. What's your next move for you personally? How are you going to react? Moyo say, sickness and health, we need to get through this together. Detective on the case, you're going to hire a detective, get into couples therapy, private investigator. This hypothetical is triggering. Uh, I'm here for you. I want us to go to marriage counseling. Are you going to question your spouse about the stuff that they're doing, like where you were, you know, what's going on? Are you going to be piecing stuff together? Are you going to be doing your own detective work are you gonna be doing your own recon tell them you're sorry for that you couldn't provide a space that made them feel safe enough to tell you that you'd like to be there for them no you have to confront the issue private investigation we're turning into questions mcgee try to have a heart to heart encourage spouse to talk to someone i will follow you if i have to the inspector gadget if asked, she will tell cool, but it'll come. The truth will come to the light. Uh, Eric Payne, one will pray. Let them know I am with them every step of the way. We are in this together. Okay, you hit them with that level of support. Whatever you're going through, I'm here for you. But then they still keep disappearing. You caught them. You caught them in a couple of lies. You caught them in a couple of lies to where you know, wait, you said you were over here. I know for a fact you weren't there because I was there. Oh, you quit You quit your job over there. So where have you been? They quit their job somewhere and they, they were acting like they were still at work and you caught them lying. You caught them lying. It was like, yo, what y'all doing? 
the marriage is over. I don't react. I pray, think, plan. We can talk. Suggest we uh, talk to a family, friend, doctor. Then I'm on the beat. Now it's getting disrespectful. I got two words. I'm gone. And they don't respect you at all. Now, I brought all that up because I've been watching Breaking Bad again. I'm re-watching Breaking Bad, and these are all the things that Walt's wife, Skyler, had to put up with. And I feel like, I feel like Skyler is a hated character, but you, I feel like people overlook what Walt was doing to her. Yeah, she was annoying. She was up his ass. But at the end of the day, Walt was up to no good. And I feel like people are hard on Skyler. She has some annoying qualities, but at the same time, when you're getting lied to, when your spouse is like, yo, you quit. You told me you, you was at work. You, they say you quit last week. Where you been for the past four days? What do y'all want this woman to do? How is she supposed to react? You know what I'm saying? And then people people want to take it out on Skylar because she got messy with the boss, which she did. But again, look at everything she went through. By the time by the time she got to that job and she, you know, started messing with the boss, that we already balls deep in the second season after he done did all the bullshit in the first season in the first half of the second season. So she remember she reached a point where you're going to come in here and keep lying to my face. And then remember she started going out and not telling Walt where she was going because every time she gave him the platform to tell the truth and come clean, and tell me what it is you're really doing. What the fuck is going on? She was just like, you know what? I'm going to just do this. So even though I agree, two wrongs don't make it right, Shireen. But I see why she is doing what she's doing. So I, I feel like. I feel like people are too hard on Skylar. And I'm not giving her a pass for the cheating. I'm not giving her a pass for the cheating at all. But it's just like I can I can see how how and why it happened. So it's like, and when we talk about moral ground. Her husband literally out here killing people and drug dealing. Like her, <laughs> her husband, her husband killed some people. Walt put the family at risk for also being brutally murdered. All of this, all of this while she's pregnant. Got the bun all up in the oven, tucked into the, into the oven. She out here getting lied to while being fully pregnant, while dealing with the stress of husband having terminal cancer, putting in mad work, putting in mad work to try to make sure, make sure he's getting the best health care. Think about what Skylar has done. She's on the phone with people. She's trying to get the best health care they can, they can. She's reaching out to people. She's reaching out to like old friends with money to try to, you know, keep him alive and, you know, help him out. All the while, he's out here, like, lying on the, the old friends that have the money to say, yeah, yeah, they're giving me the money when it turns out that's not even true. So it's just like, what y'all want Skylar to do? And for her, walking away from the marriage might not have been an option. Walking away from a relationship is always easier said than done when you're on the outside looking in. It's always easier. Some people have that switch and be like, you know what? I'm out. But some people don't have that. Especially when you got the bun in the oven. You got a whole nother child. 
you really don't you really don't have a source of income for yourself so it's just like you know it might not it might not be that easy for you to walk away both of you as a couple have an enormous amount of debt you got the medical bills coming in you walking away into what you walking away into what exactly so it's like i feel like She was kind of put in the situation to act out the way she did. She was put in the situation to be extra nosy, to be extra like on the case, like, well, you know, when when something's not sitting right in your spirit, you you gonna you gonna investigate, you're gonna ask questions, you're gonna be like, yo, what? You got a second cell phone? What you need a second cell phone for? Why are you hanging out with a with an old student that used to it's out here dealing drugs. What is going on with you? What are you doing? So it's mad suspect shit going on. And so it's like, so I feel like Skylar gets a raw deal from the from the people that watch the show. I feel like y'all are tad too. Yeah, she is annoying. She's naggy. She's she's in the mix, but she's only that way because. Walt is up to no good. Walt is up to no good. And so once you create that, that origin story of, of, of lack of trust, you, you know your spouse, you know your spouse is keeping something from you. And then you, you just like, you're lying to me all the time. I've caught you in several lies. You know what? I'm a cheat. Fuck it. If you if you're not gonna keep it real, man, you know what? I'm cheating. Since we throw we throwing all the morals out the window at this point. So that's why I was asking those hypothetical questions, because I feel like, you know, I just I was just curious to know what y'all would do in those situations. Outside of the obvious, I would leave. But before you left, or what would you try to do in those moments where where leaving is off the table? How are you reacting to your spouse doing all this shady, sneaky shit? It's a it's a horrible position to be in. Horrible position to be in. It's impossible. You know what I mean? Stash your money on the side, you know. You feel so, so Charity says, I feel like their marriage worked so much in the beginning because Walt was weak. When he stood his own, she didn't know how to act. When he stood on his own. I think it was a combination of a few things, though, because it, it was like all of that, all of that him standing on his own and stuff that was built on the secrets he was keeping and the lies and the deceit. So it's like, yeah, he started to stand on his own, but he was already balls deep in the lying, the deception, the behind the back stuff. So, of course, it's not going to create a sense of. Let's say, let's say, let's say Walt wasn't, let's say Walt wasn't doing all that extra shit. Let's say he wasn't, you know, dealing drugs behind her back. Let's just say Walt got diagnosed with the cancer and then he started standing up to people and like, you know, protecting his son from bullies and like, you know, let's say his uh, libido increased because he felt like the man and then, he, you know, he started smashing Skylar whenever, you know, start, you know giving her the yellow pages underneath the table while they in the school meeting and stuff like that. I think she was like feeling that. I think she was like, yo, this, this new side of wall is kind of exciting. But what messes all that up is that all the lying and all the deception, that's going to taint everything else. Women want to do that ain't a pushover, but once they involved with a pushover and then that pushover starts to stand firm, some women are like, yo, I like this new side of you right here. 
the yellow page is under the table. I didn't want to be all, you know what I'm saying? But they was at a school meeting and Walt reached down and went in between Skylar's legs right there in the meeting. And it was just like the, the yellow pages. You let your fingers do the walking. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? So, so that's where I was at with that. So since I'm watching Breaking Bad again, I was just thinking about how people just shred Skylar all the time. And I was like, but Walt was doing a lot of shit, man. Walt was annoying. But then, but then also too, I feel like Skylar never set the stage for Skylar never set the stage for for it to be like, yo, if you're dealing drugs to provide for this family, just keep doing you. I ain't gonna say nothing. She never provided that for him. She never provided that ride or die energy on what he was doing. I know for a fact that Skylar was like, yo, if you are selling drugs on the side to pay for these medical bills because you want to leave us a nest egg when you die, a lot of shit wouldn't have went down the way it did because he would have been out in the open and free to carry out his enterprises. But I get it. He wanted to protect, you know, the family. So you can't really come out like that. But when he did, Try to be like, well, what if, what if, you know, I was doing something like that? Would you turn me in? Would you, what would you do? How would you handle it? And she was like, you don't want to find out. And it was just like, I feel like you're going to snitch on me, man. I think in that moment, he was just like, I feel like she might snitch on me. She might turn me in. And so if you don't, if you don't have that, and let me let me also ask y'all this. Who is your favorite wife in a TV drama of all time? Who is your favorite wife? Because I think the difference with Carmela, Carmela uh, Soprano is she knew her husband was up to, to illegal activities. She knew what it was going off the top. So she didn't ask about what was going on. She she didn't want to know because she already knew what was going on. Now, Tony cheating, that's when she activated. But when it came to what he did for a living, she was just like, you know, hey, don't tell me nothing. I didn't see nothing. I don't want to know nothing. That's the difference. Peg Bundy does not count, Struggle Beard. I said drama. Who is your favorite TV drama wife. He said peg money, yeah, man. There's not that many wives to choose from. TV drama, it could be any TV drama. Tasha from Power was down for whatever, but he did her dirty. He did do her dirty, and she was down for whatever. This Is Us count. I don't see why This Is Us wouldn't count. I've never seen This Is Us, but I don't see why it wouldn't count. Stabler's wife, Ray Donovan's wife. Tasha was a good one. Wendy Bird is a terrible wife. With a dope character. Wendy Bird from Ozark. Wendy Bird was down for the mission. Beth from This Is Us. And Wendy for the streets. The white woman from All American. Beth did cheat though. Carmela, Carmela Soprano, Regina from A Million Little Things. This Is Us Wife was great. Yeah, I haven't seen This Is Us, so I don't even know. Caitlin Stark. Okay. TV dramas, man. 
It's not it's not that many characters to choose from, but I like your choices in there. I like the choices. So I just wanted to pose that question and to see what y'all would have done in that situation. All right, it's time for the this or that's, man. Let's get the this or that's going. Sharon wants to know, why haven't you watched This Is Us? I don't know. It just never, I don't know. I just never did. I'm picky with network TV. Like when we got, when we talking about ABC, NBC, and TV dramas, I'm kind of picky now because HBO and these other networks with no holds barred kind of ruined it for me. So I never even pulled up. I'm sorry. I never pulled up. I keep hearing great things about This Is Us, but I never, I never curled over. Never did the pull up. Kobe Maguire asks, Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey? For me, for me, for me, Mariah Carey. I'm going with Mariah. In terms of my own personal airplay and the extent of, you know, what I'm listening to. Like, it it was rare for me to to buy a Whitney Houston album and just, you know, take it in and listen to it. For me, I, I, I would listen to more Mariah. I'd be like, I would, that Fantasy album, I rotated that album heavy. Fantasy, even uh, Butterfly, I was rotating that, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, because Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey has, Mariah Carey has two zones that I appreciate. Mariah Carey can take it there. She can sing aggressive. She can sing loud. Like the way she's singing in, in emotions. God be feeling emotions deeper than I ever dreamed of. Like she can, she can, she can belt it out. Like that song is, it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? But she can, she can also be chill and be like, that song, make it happen. If you believe in yourself and nothing, no, what you want, you're going to make it happen. Make it happen. It was like, yo, I, I like this vibe right here. She can come in at the low registers and kill it. You know what I'm saying? And so anytime you need a friend, I will be here. And then the song like, uh, uh, and we're lingering. You feeling this strong? Always be my baby. Fantasy. You know what I'm saying? Uh, One Sweet Day. And then e- even the later stuff, like, you know what I'm saying? Uh, shake It Off and like, We Belong Together and, and The Roof with uh, the roof with Mob Deep and, you know, the stuff she would do with rappers. It was just like, I don't know, man. I just like, I, I like a lot more Mariah Carey stuff than Whitney. And no disrespect to Whitney. Whitney is fantastic. But it, when it comes to personal airplay and uh, Breakdown with uh, Mariah Carey and Bone Thugs, Break, Breakdown, Steady Breaking Me On Down. I love that song. That was that was my shit. So, and it was, it was Mariah Carey in those lower registers chilling, just vibing me out because I'm a fan of the low chill, you know, good sounding, all that stuff. So... So I'm going with Mariah for me personally. Me personally. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? I rotate I rotate Mariah more as a whole. Like, you know, when I think about Whitney Houston, I think about, when I think about Whitney Houston, I think about the singles. Mariah Carey, I'll be listening to her non-singles more. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Whitney Houston... Uh, you give good love and like the greatest love of all, of course, and like I'm your baby tonight, and and I want to dance with somebody, and I will always love you, and you know stuff like that. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm in on the Whitney Houston singles though, but I'm not digging in the crates for the underneath tracks. So I'm gonna go with Mariah. Me personally, me personally. You know, I'm talking about you feel me. Um, 
What else we got up in here? 80s R&B or 90s R&B? Hmm. Y'all doing this again, huh? Y'all trying to double up on the nonsense, huh? 80s R&B, 90s R&B. I'm going to go with, ooh. Ooh, this is ha. Ha. Ah, okay. Let me break down '80s R&B that I listen to on the regular, cause I gotta go with what I'm what I'm rotating on the regular. You know what I'm saying? Luther Vandross, Anita Baker's Rapture, um, a few actually a few Anita Baker joints. Sade, her her uh, her Diamond Life, Promise, Stronger Than Pride. All these albums came out in the '80s. Anita Baker's Compositions, Rapture. I think Compositions might have been 1990, though. I got to look. Um, and the other one, man. Uh, shoot. Some quality Luther up in there. But I feel like... I feel like I was more entrenched as a whole into 90s R&B because I was older. I was becoming my own person. And so... I'm getting this 90s R&B fresh from the tap. I'm buying my own albums now. I'm not at the mercy of what my parents and my brothers bought to the table. Now I'm getting my own albums. Now I'm like, yo, let me get that My Life album. Let me get What's the 411. Let me get the TLC Crazy Sexy Cool. Let me get the D'Angelo. Let me get the Erica Badu. Let me get the Music Soul Child. Let me get the... um, the Faith Evans album. Let me get the SWV. Let me get the Total. Let me get, let me get the Keith Washington. Let me get some Keith Sweat albums. Let me get the Boomerang soundtrack. Let me get the Love Jones soundtrack. Let me get the Waiting to Exhale soundtrack. Let me get that Tony Braxton the Buffy. Let me get the Jodeci. Let me get the Boy. Nineties R and B. Nineties R and B. Man, I just answered my own question. Cause look at how many artists I'm just naming. I'm just rattling off. All this in the 90s. I'm just scratching the surface. Even though Tony, Tony, Tony might have debuted in the 80s, but they seeped into the 90s, and that's when I was rotating them heavy, man. Sons of Soul album, Raphael Sadiq. I'm just like, yo, let me just do the 90s R&B. There's your answer. God damn it. The 90s. That means I'm losing Sade for the most part. I still got Love Deluxe and, you know, Love was rock, and you know what I'm saying? But them three classics she put out in the 80s, I lose. That's what y'all wanted from me? That's why you asked the stupid question, making me choose? <laughs> Jay Edwards asked, would you rather date a ugly woman with a nice personality slash body? So, Okay. Would you rather date a ugly woman with a nice personality slash body? So she got personality and body. Or beautiful woman with sloppy body, mean personality. Why the body got to be sloppy, though? How about we just say a body that, that doesn't do it for me? Just a body that, that's not... Body that's my not my cup of tea. How about that? So, wait, let me make sure. Wait, where'd the question go? Uh, shit, I lost the question. Hold on. I don't know where that question went that fast. Screw. Oh, okay. So, or beautiful woman with sloppy body, mean personality. So basically, she just her face is beautiful. Her face is beautiful, but she got sloppy body. Not sloppy, but her body I ain't feeling, and she got mean personality. Give me the ugly, man. Give me the ugly. Give me the ugly. As much as I like attractive things and when i say attractive things I, i'm not calling women things i'm saying i like stuff that i love stuff that that my eyes love i'm a tourist so i like beauty the ruling planet is venus is beauty like i like beautiful shit 
I like beautiful houses, beautiful cars, beautiful, like, you know what I'm saying? I like stuff that looks good, beautiful movies. I like listening to beautiful music. So I am shallow in a sense to where, you know, I like for my women to look good to me. I like beauty. I like, man, she look good. You know, I that's that's very important. But but if we're talking about a relationship that's supposed to last, and you out here with the trash personality, and the body is trash. So really, I'm just looking at your beautiful face, but you mean. You mean and you trash. I I'm not gonna be able to. I'm not gonna be able to live with that. I'm not gonna be able to live with that. But if you if you if you ugly in the face, but that body banging and you just a good time personality wise, I can buy. I can bypass that face. I can be like, you know what I'm saying? Because that, that's that's the vibe. You know when it when it's sexy time. You know what I'm saying? I'll be looking at the face. I'll be like, but then I'll be like, mm. but that body though. You know what I'm saying? That body though. Let's talk about it. And then you're going to be all cool and sweet and just easy to get along with and a good time. That's going to be the look because I'm going to be looking at your face that I don't like. I'm not really feeling your face. I'm going to be like, yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's going to be a lot of that going on. <laughs> So yeah, so give me, give me, give me the ugly girl with the dope body and the great personality. That's that's what we going with. That's what we going with, God. Um, Jamal B asks, would you rather be a great singer or be great at any instrument? Ooh. Good question. Would I rather be a great singer or great at every instrument? Ah, on any instrument. Ooh. Ooh. That's a good question, man. You know what? I think I would... I feel like I think I would rather be great at any instrument. Cause I feel like I could get more work out of that. I feel like I can get more work out of being great at any instrument. That means I can work with several different artists. Um, you know what I'm saying? I can just play whatever to be able to be great in any instrument. I can play the piano. I can go to the drums. I can go to the saxophone. I can go to the guitar. I can do the, the goddamn harp. I can do the cowbell. And it's just like, I can do anything. And then I can, I can pull out a violin and just go to work and pull out a flute, a goddamn flute. And just work it. I'm going to go with the instruments, man. I can just sit there and play something and cook something up, man. Yeah. I, I would rather be great at any instrument. That should be fire, man. You know how many people will work with me? I can set my own hours. Like, yeah, I can play the bass for you on this track. Yeah, I can do I can do your I can do your saxophone. Yeah, I can do I can do the piano for you. I can do I can do the violin for you. You know what I'm saying? Because some people, if you're a great singer, some people might not want to work with you because they might get intimidated because you're a great singer. And so you're not gonna outshine me. I'm trying to. I'm out here with the melodies. You're gonna come in singing all great. You know what I'm saying? A lot of artists are insecure like that. So, but if they need somebody to lay down some dope instrumentals, I can come in and be like, "Yeah, I got you on the piano." I'm in there like, you know, I played on this. I played on that. I played on this and this and this and this and that. I'm always working. I'm always. I can be old as hell in there like working the piano, working the keys. I'm playing the drums. I'm doing all of that. And so. Yeah, give me give me the grade in any instrument, man. Hell yeah. I'm like, you know, you know, I play a little bit. Whip out the piano and just go to work, man. Hell yeah. That's fire. Give me that. Give me that. Geraldine Townsend asks, 
smooth jazz or today's hip-hop today's hip-hop or smooth jazz smooth jazz no disrespect to j cole kendrick lamar big crit jid chance the rapper but the smooth jazz is a vibe man Smooth jazz is a vibe. Puts, it puts me in a nice space. You know, it's a lot of hip-hop right now that don't put me in a nice space. My pussy pink, my booty hole brown. That's not going to put me in a good space. It's funny. It's ridiculous. But but at the end of the day, I'm be like, really, y'all? Really? But the smooth jazz is always welcome for me. The smooth jazz is always welcome for me. You can put it on, you can vibe out, it's going to calm me down in the doctor's office, it's going to put me in a nice, chill state of mind where my anxiety is tripping or whatever. I could be like, yo, man, put that smooth jazz on. But I ain't going to be like, when I'm stressed out, I ain't going to be like, put that, put that today's hip-hop on. I'm going to just get pissed off. When Future come in, oh. I'm out. It's going to change my whole mood. I'm going to be like, man, I ain't feeling this. So, yeah, man. Smooth jazz me up, man. Smooth it up. And if I'm somebody that can play any instrument, I can come in and play smooth jazz. Rex Bennett asks, Marvel or DC comic book wise? Marvel all goddamn day. Marvel all day for your boy. I grew up on Marvel, so I'm partial. I grew up on both, actually. My brother had, he had Marvel and DC comics, um, but I was more partial to Marvel. I don't know what it was, but I just, I, gravita I gravitated towards Marvel, man. X-Men had me in a chokehold. X-Men had me in a goddamn choke hold. The DC was just overpowered, man. They, they, their heroes was too powered up for me. DC got better like later on. But I just feel like Superman, for one, he can just do too much shit. They can just do too much shit. You mean to tell me you are this fast, this strong, you got ice breath, you got heat vision, you can hear all kind of shit. You, it's too much. It's too much. He's way just overpowered. Flash can just do, Flash is too fast. He's too fast, man. Come on, man. It, it just got to the point, it was just like, yo, y'all are just doing too much. And I feel like, I feel like Marvel was more grounded in a lot of ways, so and I gravitate towards that. So I'm definitely going I'm going Marvel for sure. Marvel for sure. Comic book wise. We're not talking about we're not talking about movies. We're not talking about cartoon series. Comic book wise. I I was just Marvel going up. Now, now if I go back to comics and I start reading um you know, reading some DC stuff. Because DC has some great series and stuff like that. And Batman is low-key one of my favorite heroes ever. But, you know, Marvel for me. Jay Thomas asks, boneless cookies or crispy edge pancakes? Whichever one you don't pick ceases to exist. Oh, you piece of shit. Jay Thomas, you a real work of art. Boneless cookies or crispy edge pancakes? Piss. Ha. Y'all, y'all, y'all be y'all be relishing these questions. Y'all be like, yeah, I got his ass on this one. Y'all be trying to put me in turmoil. So we got boneless cookies, soft, right? But they got them crispy edge pancakes, though. I feel like, damn, man, crispy edge pancakes are just heaven sent. But I feel like, oh, what's a boneless cookie? All right, a boneless cookie is 
it's, it's a chocolate chip cookie without the chips. So when I say boneless chocolate chip cookie, that means I want it without the chips. And it's not a sugar cookie. So don't come in here and be like, those are just sugar cookies. No, no, I'm talking about the same chocolate chip base, the chocolate chip cookie base, but with no chips. Because chocolate chip cookies are a darker color. Now, the reason I'm leaning towards... I love crispy edge pancakes, though. God damn, it's so good. So good. The reason I'm leaning towards the cookies, though, is because I can just get the cookies on the go. Like, I could just be moving. I could be walking through a city and be like, yo, let me get two cookies, and then I can grab those cookies, walk, and eat them. With the crispy edge pancakes, I got to order them joints. I got to sit down. I got to cook them. I got to make them. I got to sit down and eat. I got to pull out a fork and a knife. Or I could just grab the pancake whole and fold it and dip it in the syrup. And then I'm going to need that I'm gonna need that outside party of, of syrup and butter. So I'm going to lean towards a soft pick of I'm going to keep the boneless cookies. But that, that one hurt. That one hurt a lot. It hurt me so much. I'm ending the episode right here, right now. I'm going to end this episode because this is just, y'all did this on purpose. You ruined my night. Um, I want to thank the patron saints in here for the great questions. If I didn't get to any of your, remember what you asked me. Save it for another episode because I'm always going to do this or that questions. So if I didn't get to your question, save it. Save it. Lock it in. Lock it in, Dayo. Lock it in for a future episode. Uh, I want to thank y'all. Shout out to my patron saints for being here and tuning in and pulling up and holding the porch down and supporting me. Um, I appreciate y'all immensely. Um, for the viewers at home, whether you're listening to this or watching it, spread the word about verbal cardio. Tell your friends and family, man. Share my stuff. Share my stuff. When I post links, share that. I need that. I need. That. I need to grow verbal cardio. I want to grow it up. I want to grow it up. I want to build it up. And I want. I want. I want verbal cardio to be the place to be. And plus. When I grow, I want to grow verbal cardio, and when I bring guests in, I want I want it to to matter to the guests. You know, I want them to I want it to bring a value to having them on. So I want to get the numbers right because I'm not happy with the verbal cardio numbers right now, and I want to get those numbers up. So spread the word about verbal cardio. Uh, anyway, I want to thank y'all, man. Appreciate y'all, and thank you for tuning in to another session of that verbal cardio.